Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome to the show. It's Thursday. We've got a lot to get to because coaches and everyone's doing a lot of press conferences. Proloff, everyone loves press conferences. Uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I said sarcastically. But here is uh, Kyle Shanahan. we got to play a little of this for you because Shanahan was asked about why for the San Francisco 49ers does it feel like or does it appear to be that the quarterbacks just get hurt so often? If you looked at the injuries, common sense would answer that question. I mean, how have they gotten hurt? I mean, I'm sorry Josh got a concussion when he hit the ground. I'm sorry our quarterback got his elbow bent backwards on a normal drop-back pass. I'm sorry on a drop-back pass, someone rolled up on Jimmy's ankle. And then we have a dual-threat quarterback who got hurt running the ball. So to throw all those four in that category, no, no quarterbacks got hurt when we had to hand it off the whole second half. So I'm looking at that. <laughs> I mean, if you were wondering whether or not he hated that question, that final little bit was your your indication because he said we handed off the whole second half. Yeah, because the Eagles knew that you couldn't throw the ball. So, of course, you were handing it off. Um, Yeah, I don't think he appreciated this question. However, there is a reality here that it's like beyond bad luck at this point, right? Every year except for one with Kyle Shanahan, he's had to use not just one quarterback, but three. Yeah. I mean, if it is bad luck, it's all-time bad luck. I think it's bad luck. Because what I know, Trey Lance was a design run, but he's not not like Jimmy G was out there running around, and that's how we think you risk quarterbacks. Like your quarterback, Josh Allen in Buffalo, eventually he's going to take a hit. Yeah, I I mean, that game on Sunday – that was definitely bad luck. That was a normal pass. It wasn't the, that kind of hit we see. A guy drops back, is about to throw the ball, and gets hit in the arm. That has happened hundreds of times. That happened multiple times over the weekend. That's not usually an injury. That was bad luck. Okay, well, I might disagree with you on that one because remember they made a big deal about this during the broadcast? Oh, you were at the game. But the, they made a big deal about this on the broadcast about how they were trying to block the Eagles' defensive ends with tight ends. Yeah. And it was not working. Well, there was one play where they missed Reddick altogether, and and Purdy turned around and Reddick was in his lap. Yeah, right. So, but like, not that play. But yeah, but you've seen that play where a guy, a quarterback's throwing the ball and he gets hit in the arm. No, but there was definitely a miscalculation mm. in the beginning of the game, yeah. and, and obviously, like you know, Purdy got hurt in the first quarter. There was a miscalculation of trying to block the Eagles' front, at least with tight ends on the sides. Like that yeah. was not going to work. They pointed out, Greg Olson pointed out on the broadcast, like you got to go to something else here. And, and you then think they eventually what- did get more protection. Protection. No, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, Purdy was like a sitting duck out there for a little bit. Yeah, so you think that's why he got hurt? I think because he, I no, don't. He, I, he got I, hurt because Hassan Reddick you know, took off his shoulder. No, uh, but that play happens 50 times a game. Right, I mean, the ball if, still went 20 yards in the air. He was throwing the ball. No, we've seen that hit before, but could that hit could that hit have been prevented if the protection was better? So you're saying the 49ers failure to protect the quarterback all year, but the numbers don't really, I don't think that 49ers quarterbacks are particularly in no, jeopardy. No, no. I didn't say all year in this game. It, I mean, come on. In this game, maybe the failure to protect Brock Purdy 
had to have led to it. Unless you just want to give the, all the credit in the world to the Philadelphia Eagles, they deserve it. Their defensive front is ferocious, and they knock pretty out of the game. So I mean, they but do, they could have had a better blocking scheme. Is they what do saying. lead the league in sacks, and I think they're on an all-time sack rate. Yeah, they are. And what does that explain? All the other injuries. No, I'm just talking about this one. I right, just right. said this one. I said I this know, one. but it's you ridiculous. Could, it's totally ridiculous to pick this, this. You can't, though, because the, the question was about all the injuries. Is there a common thread? Yeah. And I don't think the common thread is that Kyle Shanahan doesn't protect his quarterbacks. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think the Niners have a worse record of getting sacked than every other team. Uh, no. I get, get the research department on that. But I, <laughs> I mean, was, back G, there. was Jimmy G in particular jeopardy like David Carr in Houston? No, I don't think so. No, and again, like Jimmy got rolled up on. I'm not saying this is. I, I don't think this is a one size fits all answer. But I, I think you could probably could have. You know, if you're asking if what Kyle Shanahan might look back over the tape and what he might say is like, yeah, maybe we should have had a better better protection and a better blocking scheme for Brock Purdy in the beginning of that game because the Eagles were getting to him and it wasn't even like with, with ease. So and their offensive line is not bad. The, according to the stat, quick research, the Niners are in the bottom seven in the league and allowing sacks okay. bottom. Like they're okay, the but best. You, you were at that game. Was Brock yeah. Purdy not under duress? Yeah, he was, but yeah. Oh, of course he was under duress, right. but the Niners are not particularly a, a team that allows a lot of sacks. So that cannot explain this Kyle Shanahan quarterback mystery. I mean, no. also they hand the ball off a lot. They're not a high-volume passing team. Yeah, and he like does a lot of those bootlegs and rollouts and all those, you know. That's like the, kind of their thing. But, um, I, I, I think it is interesting how the 49ers quarterback situation, it's like death and taxes and the 49ers quarterback getting hurt. Yeah, and I also to Trey Lance, that, that it's a completely different situation. Completely different, There's no yeah. connection here. So the question is, how come Kyle Shanahan quarterbacks keep getting hurt? I think it's like, and also the Josh Johnson hit was not particularly uh, that different. Was, yeah, and I mean, Josh Johnson just, is, is the same age as me. I mean, Josh Johnson yeah. is 39 years old or 38 years old, right? Yeah, but even so, it was just an unlucky hit. I don't think totally. it was a Lawrence Taylor hitting Joe Theismann kind of hit. No, 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 not like that. It was unlucky. It's been all different variety of things. I'm not blaming Kyle Shanahan. I, I didn't think they had a good blocking scheme. Obviously, they didn't because Purdy was under duress in that game, but that doesn't, that doesn't, describe all of their injuries. Here's the question about it moving forward, though, is what are they going to do at quarterback? Because even if Kyle Shanahan right now is saying, first of all, I was really surprised that he completely ruled out Jimmy G. Yeah, I, a little reminiscent of last year, though. So I know, but like, didn't don't you learn the lessons from last year? Like, hey, you might end up needing this guy. And now he's a free agent, though. So they're not going to pay Jimmy G. They can't. Not after everything they've been through. No, but say Brock Purdy is a setback in his in his elbow. I mean, even if you're not a diehard baseball fan, are we all not like familiar enough with Tommy John where they'll say for pitchers it's a year and someone has a setback and it ends up being longer? It's yeah. a tricky injury. I, I think Shanahan, this is the way he thinks. I think he thinks he's such a good quarterback coach that he could bring in someone cheaper than Jimmy G and turn him into something successful. Like who? Oh, I don't know. Um, or just go with Lance. Yeah, so, well, go with Lance. Have Purdy hopefully getting healthy. Maybe bring in an Andy Dalton type, like a bridge quarterback. Got it. Somebody like that. Because you know Shanahan thinks he can turn anybody into something. And you know what? To be fair, he's kind of proven and he's got that McCa he can. Yeah. And he's got McCaffrey and Debo there, yeah. too. 
I'm not sure that he looks and say, I have to invest a ton in quarterback. Yeah, but then there could be criticism on that side too because you're so close right now to being a Super Bowl contending team. Absolutely. You can't neglect the quarterback situation. No offense to Andy Dalton. I mean, they did trade three first-round picks for for Trey Lance, so it's not like they were trying to neglect this quarterback situation. So that's what's funny to me, right? So we always talk about the amount that they invested in trading up to get Trey Lance, yet Shanahan was saying that Purdy generally has the nod, right? Like he's kind of leaning Purdy depending on his yeah, rehab. It, it, the way the press conference came off is it's kind of Purdy's job to lose, but there's a good chance that Purdy might not be ready. So Trey Lance will have more than ample opportunity to take the job. Now Trey Lance has played. I just, just want to point out one thing about my guy Trey Lance. Yeah, he's played five minutes in the NFL. He, but he's one and one, <laughs> five touchdowns, three picks. And a pretty decent rating here of 84.5. I don't know why people are all assuming Trey Lance is not going to be something. He's 23 years old and has never played in the NFL. He's basically a rookie. I know, but he's been in four games and got hurt in two of them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so injury prone. I don't know if he's prone. I think he's probably too young to say he's prone, but I'm just saying what's happened. Wait, did he get hurt as a rookie? Yeah. Remember his thumb? No, I don't remember that. He did. Okay. No, I totally believe you. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of hopeful for Trey Lance because at the very least Trey Lance can run. So maybe that'll make him more injury prone. But can you imagine this offense with a truly mobile quarterback? Yeah, it'd be incredible. But yeah. I'm I'm curious from the 49ers fans because I know we're on in Northern California and I know we have a lot of them listening. Like, who do you want to be your quarterback? You know, I I just you're in this like crazy no man's land here with this excellent team. But you have Brock Purdy with a sample size of seven games. And then you have Trey Lance, who you, you know, moved heaven and earth to get, who we barely know the guy. I think the Niners also have a four or five year window. Uh, I don't think this is a Rams team where they have one year to win. I mean, how old is Nick Bosa? He's ridiculously young. Yeah. He is 24, I believe. Uh, It's just McCaffrey, I think. Yeah, he's 25. It's Trent Williams. And it's McCaffrey. And it's McCaffrey they who you're always kind of waiting to see when he's going to Kyle Shanahan has off. had success before Trent Williams got there. They can put together a team. You're right. McCaffrey is in the window, but the Debo, Warner's really young. Yep. Uh, Dick Bosa. Ufunga, these guys are young. Ufunga's young. Yep. They've done a really nice job drafting. They could really build something serious yeah, here. I don't think they look at it as, a, hey, we got to get all in. I, you do make up a good point. Will they get criticized if they go in Purdy and Lance and it doesn't work because they're so close? But you could also say, you know, what are you going to, this is a seven or eight year window. I think it is. Yes. I mean, those windows are rare in the NFL. I mean, look at the Chiefs. Yeah. Look at the Patriots. I'm sure the Niners want to be in that category. Well, remember the George Kittle quote after the NFC championship? Oh, I forgot about that dude too. Yeah. And Kittle. But remember the the Kittle quote? They're like, are you disappointed? And he's like, yeah, because we didn't have a quarterback. And it's like, yeah, you, you didn't have a quarterback. Like that was like they were still in that game. I know mm. the final score ended up being a blowout, but they were still in that game even after Brock Purdy got hurt and before the Josh Johnson fumble. I mean, maybe the Eagles were always going to blow them out that day, but the defense, at least in the first half, kept them in the game. Yeah, but <laughs> I I do like, not think... Some, surprisingly. Every game, it took about eight minutes for the Eagles to adjust and realize, oh my gosh, they can't pass the ball. And then they just put nine guys in the box and the game was over because the Niners would get do four plays, hand the ball over, and the Eagles knew they were going to wear out the defense. And they did. You and know? They, the Eagles didn't try and pass at all on Sunday. They just ran, 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 because they weren't scared 
of the defense at all. I mean, sorry, of the offense. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's go to John. He's in North Carolina. He's got an idea for San Francisco. What's up, John? How are you? Hey, I'm good, Maggie. How are you and Pearl off doing? We're doing great. Hey, uh, Taylor Heineke. I love it. <laughs> that was exactly the name I was searching for and couldn't come up with. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the debate, the debate has, uh, you know, on various, you know, sports shows has always been: is it a, a a good quarterback on that team, or is it a good system for a quarterback to be on that team? And if Shanahan, like you said, if Shanahan can coach up somebody, well, sure. I mean, Heineke's proven he can win, and he's played decent. I don't know. Yeah, no, he definitely has, and he's a kind of a gamer. By the way, remember? Do you guys remember last year Shanahan was rumored to possibly pick up Baker Mayfield midway through the season? Yeah, I think Heineke, Mayfield, those are guys Shanahan could work with. Okay, but do you want to win a Super Bowl? I'm not ta- like no offense, and John, it's it's a it's a fine no, idea. No, no, no. But that's what the, are we doing here? That's the bridge guy they need because you have Lance and Purdy in the building. Oh, okay. I mean, Purdy won how many games in a row? Uh, six, right? I, six or seven? I thought it was eight, but yeah, because of the playoff game, but maybe you're right. Oh, yeah, maybe with playoffs. I thought with playoffs it might have been seven. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, that's nothing to sneeze at. I think if you have Purdy and Lance in the building, you don't you don't want to bring in Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you do want to bring in Aaron Rodgers, but Taylor Heineke is a perfect veteran guy who you can plug in and still win with. Well, the Aaron Rodgers thing is different because if I'm Green Bay and I'm trading with San Francisco and we have this history and we're in the same uh, conference, then I'm asking for everything. Like, I'm going to try to hold you over a barrel. So I don't know how much that's going to work. We also know that Green Bay had already said, right, that they would trade him to the AFC. But the other thing is, remember, didn't Heineke got a knee injury towards the end of the year? Right? Like, he's he had an injury also. Right. So it's, you know, it's not like he's Mr. Durable. I think he was, in. okay. He got hurt at the end. I remember he was benched for Wentz for cause, right? Yeah, but I think he had a, tea in, a, a knee injury also, if I'm remembering that right. We'll double check. But he's going to be in the mix. He's not. They're not turning to Taylor Heine. You're not bringing in a savior. You're bringing in another body just in case everyone else gets hurt. you got to go roll three deep at quarterback in <laughs> that team. Are you sure three's going to do it? And they had to go to <laughs> four, four this year. Maybe four. Josh Johnson, scared, as an Eagles fan, Josh Johnson threw two good passes on the first round. I'm like, ooh, remember him <laughs> with the Jets? He was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And everyone in my my section said, who's Josh Johnson? I'm like, you don't know who Josh Johnson is? I guess <laughs> Philly is the one team he's never played for. <laughs> That'd be, imagine the person who's incredulous. You don't know who Josh Johnson is. It would be kind of <laughs> tough to have missed him at this point. He's been right. in the league since like 1998. Has he, has he played more games at quarterback for more teams than anyone in history? He's I think he has the record, right? Yeah, I think I think so. he's been on 13 teams or something. Yeah, J.T. O'Sullivan has the record for practice squads. I know. <laughs> That's a fun name. Yeah. Uh, Phil's in Pennsylvania, our buddy Phil. Phil with the what Randall up, Cunningham Maggie? jersey. Hey, What's up, Phil? How are you doing today? We're doing excellent. How are you doing? Good. You know what, Parloff? I'm kind of disappointed that you showed up on Monday and your voice wasn't lost. You weren't sharing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's What's a good point. That? That's a good point. I was more, I was physically cheering. I was waving the flag. I was jumping up and down. I was hugging strange men. It's all good. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's all fine. That's the same thing for me. I don't really, you know, use my voice that much. But, yeah, I have another uh, undaunted pick this week, if you'd like to hear. Ooh. Fire away. After looking, at everything, after looking at everything, Eagles win between 14 and 17 points. My pick is 34-17 Eagles. Wow. It may be a flash in the pan. 
but that flash is molten lava. <laughs> I like what I'm hearing, Phil. Phil. It's good. Yes, sir. You know it's going to happen with the Randall Cunningham jersey. You're going to get a sign beforehand, and I already decided I'm going to give you permission to wear it during the game, even with the signature. Well, the, you, it's not, Phil, this is not your decision. It is karma <laughs> and the universe that decided. Yes. You know I cannot show up at the NFC title game and have them win in that jersey and not wear that jersey to the next game. That would be oh, a fan crime 101. I'd be, I'd be basically kicked out of Eagles Nation. Yes, you, you definitely lose your man card for that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, man and fan. By the way, yep. f- guess Phil. There, I know I did an inventory. The most popular jerseys at that game. Try to guess the three most popular jerseys, and it was a blowaway. Me and my dad were talking about it. Brian was. Uh, let's no. Nope. Let's guess. Uh, Brian I'll Dawkins. Guess Randall. I mean. I'll guess Dawkins, Randall, Dawkins. And I will guess McNabb. There were there were McNabbs. Ninety two Reggie White was everywhere. Uh, I, I was surprised. Uh, Reggie White, yeah. Reggie White. There was maybe three Jalen Hurts jerseys. I guess people. <laughs> I, I think there's a culture of wearing an old jersey or something because there was very few. There were a lot of Devontae Smith. There were more of him That's than weird. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, there's there's a charm. People love him. He is very more very than Hurts though. It's weird. There no, there weren't a ton of Hurts jerseys because and also that'll change. It was all mixed up in the Wentz thing. If you were going to invest in Jalen Hurts. Are there Hurts, Wentz jerseys? No, there are no Wentz. Not a single <laughs> Wentz jersey. You'd, you'd sooner see a Bubby Brister jersey or a <laughs> Jeff Garcia jersey. I got one last thing for each of you. Go ahead. Pearl, the Eagles are not done. T-shirts are nice, but diamonds are a girl's best friend. There and you Maggie, go. And <laughs> Maggie, you know what the Eagles going to do next Sunday? Win. Hit um, the music, Stu. <laughs> Poor Stu. <laughs> this is this is your come life on. now. Stu, you didn't see Phil going here? For the next... Come on, you know Phil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Where'd boy. it go? What are we waiting for? Oh, Take us! Yeah. Oh, oh no. Are we gonna kill this? Are we gonna overkill this? Yes. That's what my fear is. Now we're now we have to overkill it. That's the way this works. No, we need to save it for when we really, really need it. <laughs> no, we have to play it yeah. a million times until people hate it. Third quarter, Mahomes starts getting some confidence, finding MVS all over the field. That's when you put that video up. Fires up Brandon Graham, strip sack Eagles win. Man, I... <laughs> oh, Thank you. <laughs> what are we waiting for? Take this! Wait, what's the next thing that Burgess Meredith says? What are we waiting for? Take it. Take it. Oh, take it. Okay. Right? That's what Take it. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. What are we waiting for is a big line. I didn't know what he's... What, take what? Take the fight. Okay. I think it's take it. Or take the belt. Take it could be the belt. All right. <laughs> what, what are we waiting for? <laughs> no, take, don't do it. What are we waiting <laughs> don't for? Do it. Take this! A, we have a co-worker. Don't, yes. Sal Akata, WFAN, yeah. who continually ranks the Rocky movies. I rewatched How would they change? His Rocky 2 is the number one Rocky movie, which is insane to me. Wait, insane. Really? That's my number one. Again. Two is one? Proof of my two concept is one. here. <laughs> How can you say Rocky 2 is number one? Rocky 1 is the best film. Yeah. But the most entertaining, the best movie is 2. No. Really? And then 4. 2 is not that entertaining. 3 is really entertaining is it with Mr. Rocky T. wins in 2? I think so. That, because, I see that argument. One, 1 is all about like Rocky's life as like, you know, basically like as a as a you know, grease man or whatever it is. He's working in the butcher. Not that much fighting. 
Number two, it's all the the boxing, it's all the rematch, it's all the the yeah. Apollo stuff. It's fantastic, and then you know it's more of a happy ending. One is the best film. Two is the best movie. Four is my favorite, though. Uh, by the way, he's not working. Paul yeah, is working is at the butcher outfit. Oh, sorry. Rocky. Pardon me. It came out yeah. in 1978. <laughs> Rocky. Oh, stop. Oh, okay. Now we're, you know what? We have to go to break because <laughs> well, to, to claim the too young for Rocky card is ridiculous. No, no, no. I just, I'm thinking when he's hitting the meat. In the, yeah, in the because, cooler. Because Paulie, it's at Paulie's place. He says in the interview, my my friend Paul works at this store. Oh, uh, where does, uh, what's Rocky doing? He collects debts for that guy. For, uh, he, he, basically, he basically works for like the mafia. Yeah. Right. That guy who actually ends up being in Godfather 2, uh, the whoever he works for. Uh, anyway, going down <laughs> a Rocky hole. Very Philadelphia people are Stu, how many very, Rockies have very you seen? sensitive. I've seen the first two. That is it. I've not seen You've never seen, you've never seen three or I've four? Never you don't seen know three. Have you seen Creed? No. Crazy. You've never seen both you know Creed's. Nope. You, you've got a lot of good Rockies ahead of you. Because three is awesome. You know who's in it, right? Mr. T. And he doesn't know Ivan Drago. How and do number you know? four I must break you. Ivan Drago. is obviously Drago. Five you could do without. Five was the... Is that Tommy Morrison? Yeah. Tommy the Machine Gun? I don't, I'm not trying to Touch me and I'll one. sue. Touch me and I'll sue. That was the street fight, right? Yeah, well, that that's when, like, you know, the Don King, you know, promoter guy yeah. was like, don't, yeah. Stu, you've got a lot of good Rockies in front of you. We've been doing all these Drago references, and Stu's just nodding Stu along. has never seen more than four movies in his life. Like th- Those two Rocky movies were half of the movies he's ever seen. You want to know why? Because I respect it. Stu is too busy watching sports. That's not true. He's is that watching true? so much Lakers. Yeah, that's a lot of That's Lakers, like a full-time job. Yeah. Soccer? Soccer. 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 That's your mornings you. and your afternoons. Yeah. You've got football, of course. Football day, Saturday, Sunday. You're a big college and NFL. Yeah, a little, little hockey in there as well. Big yeah. Yankee fan. Massive Yankees. Yankees. Yeah. That's all, that's 162 plus playoffs. <laughs> if Stu's pulling out all 162. I bet Stu. No. no? The high school me, yes. <laughs> now me, maybe like 120, 130. <laughs> still, a high school. Still, still a lot. I know. I think I did three last year. And I fast forwarded <laughs> through two of them. I know. Samter worked at the stadium and only saw three games. <laughs> Well, Funny. I was selling stuff. I was, I was very. Yeah, busy. We know. Wait, I'm very just curious. Busy. You went from like inning one through inning nine of 120 baseball games this year. Yeah. I mean, not maybe not every single pitch. I might have walked away at some point, but yeah, I, I watched a lot of games. So, like Laura's asking, like when people uh, just in random conversations do go, if he dies, he dies. You have no idea what they're talking about. No clue. Not no. a not a clue. It, All not, right. not a Listen, clue. It's, I'm not judging you. You, I'm excited for you that you get these movies that you still haven't seen. You got to watch Creed too. You'll love that movie. Maggie, if you can change and I can change, you can all <laughs> you change. Don't say it. He, he doesn't get the reference. This it, is lost on him. <laughs> don't do it for my benefit. Stu, do you even know who Mr. T is? <laughs> oh, yes. Do I not know who Mr. T is? <laughs> he might not. That's a good point. Mr. Mike Tannenbaum? <laughs> <laughs> we should send that to him. I've he met would Mr. Love T. That. I have a great Mr. T story. Oh, yeah. I've met Mr. T. He's the nicest guy. Nicest he was a, guy. He was a security for Muhammad Ali. He let me wear one of his chains, and I could not keep it on my neck for more than half a second. The thing <laughs> had to have weighed like 30 pounds. That's sad. It was a very... Fake I, it, Samter. I was also like nine. Oh, okay. Or ten. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about now. No, he's got great stories. He was muscle for Muhammad Ali. Like, imagine that. You're the bodyguard for him. Very, very cool. Mr. T was a really nice guy. Uh, okay. Coming up, we will, oh, we're going to Lake and Bake coming up.
<laughs> this is right up Stu's wheelhouse. Now he's really excited. All right. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227, because LeBron James is on the verge of history. So when is he actually going to break Kareem's record, and will Kareem be there to see it? Unpack a little of that. Get back to football, of course. TJ Watt later on in the hour. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back on Maggie and Perloff. So LeBron James, when he's not busy complaining about officials and beating bad teams like the Knicks in overtime, is on the verge of setting the all-time scoring record. Yeah, that was a shot at you guys, Stu. Sorry. Uh, 89 points away from breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's NBA scoring record. Now let's look at the schedule ahead of us, Maggie. 89 points. He's got at Indiana tonight, a team I think that beat them, came back and beat them last time, at New Orleans. Then he's got two home games, Oklahoma City and Milwaukee. When do you think he breaks it? And do you think that he's trying to figure out the right spot? Yeah, well, can we hit the music? Lake oh, yeah. and <laughs> was always half in on this to begin yeah, with. Yeah, but so. I, I feel like this <laughs> is a real sport. You. Lake and Bake, I don't think it's necessary when talking about LeBron passing the all-time <laughs> scoring record. Listen, we have it. We're going to use it. Um, <laughs> Maybe we use that for Westbrook stories, but okay. <laughs> when he passes the all-time, but he's 10th on the all-time assist record, right? We'll use oh, that man. for Westbrook. Okay, so first of all, like, guys, this is how sports works. Like, one of the reasons I think that the Lakers even have LeBron James is so that they have him in a Lakers uniform when he passes milestones what? like this. I totally just Do you tell me that when they signed LeBron James, that was their number one priority? It's not... No, it's not their number one priority, but I think it's a nice perk because the mm. ticket sales for this, those two games, the Oklahoma City and Milwaukee that you talked about on Tuesday, February 7th and Thursday, February 9th, those tickets are going to be off the charts expensive. Wait, but don't they, I'm just curious, don't the Lakers sell out anyway? There's nothing to do with the team. Yeah, but I I mean, I don't know if they're, if every game's a sellout for the Lakers. I'm not sure. I think I this hope. year in particular, there's been games with a lot of empty seats uh, towards the top from what I've read. Okay. Oh, really? So, I, anyway. But you get LeBron doing this in your uniform. And so I don't but, think it was the biggest reason, but I think it's a nice perk. And then you kind of get to say, hey, we had the last scoring champion and now, or we had the last all-time score. Yeah, yeah. And now we have, uh, we have the newest one. And I think he's definitely going to do this at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's 89 away. So he'd really, I know he's on and he's playing great, but like he'd really have to push it to have 44 points and 45 points in a game. Right? Yeah, he doesn't have to do that. He's done a game. lot of those games lately, 40-something, but he's not going to put two in a row on the road together. That's also, not happening. I mean, league partners, let's just take a look at that because the business of this comes in. You're at New Orleans, and that's ESPN2 is carrying that, as mm-hmm. opposed to you could just wait for Thursday, February 9th, and you're on TNT. Well, what about, uh-oh. Tuesday, February seventh, they're not on anything. Oklahoma City at LA, and that that's that's got a DNP points. written all yes, over it. Definitely, <laughs> that is some knee tendonitis. I gotta tell folks. you though, 
if you look at the how records have been broken, it does not always go according to script. There's a lot of records that have completely boring scenarios around them. We just saw Aaron Judge. The Maris family was following around. They yeah. had to go to Canada <laughs> to watch him hit 62. I mean, Steph Curry yeah. broke the three to- all point, uh, all-time three-point record in New York. It doesn't that always was, work out, but this is yeah. like set up pretty well for them to manipulate this. Also, it's February, and the Lakers are like in 10th place. So who, what does it really matter? I have no problem if they do manipulate it. I just think that it, that it's hard to predict these things. I think, obviously, Milwaukee with Giannis, Thursday, February 9th, would be perfect. But I wouldn't be surprised if... I think he if he's 89, what if he has, like, 25 and 25, and he's 39 away from the title? Then he just gets hot against Oklahoma City. You're saying he's going to pull back? <laughs> take me out of the game so I could do it on national TV? That's a lot to control. Just keep passing it to Russ. No, I'm just oh, kidding. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, Russ is playing well, isn't yeah, he? Like, yeah, or, yeah Anthony been. Davis is playing well, too. Yeah, just pass it around. Be the be LeBron the facilitator. What if it's a foul shot or something really boring? Oh no, it's got to be a dunk, right? Yeah, I heard Shannon Sharp say that he's gonna, he's going to try and make it a sky hook as a tribute to as Kareem nice Abdul-Jabbar. So do we think that Kareem is going to be in attendance? No, maybe in L.A., but uh, actually, if it's in L.A., yes. But I, I think I read a report that they don't think he's going to be there. But that might might be wrong. Maybe he'll rise to the occasion. I don't know if they have a great relationship. You know, LeBron and Kareem. Uh, Why? I, I I think there's some stuff there. Yeah, Mike is Yeah, Kareem has come out and spoken against LeBron about various things that LeBron has said, done, and whatever. And then LeBron, in response, is just like, yeah, I just don't care about Kareem. Like, the old dude can say whatever he wants. They don't have wow. a good relationship. I don't think they, they, I don't think they really ever did. And, you know, listen, Kareem really calls it like he sees it, you know? And that's something he never sugarcoats, you know, never holds back. On anything, and it's something that's got him criticism, but obviously a lot of praise because I mean Kareem's incredibly smart, and LeBron is too. Yeah. It's just they they have some issues. <laughs> Kareem's a real joy. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, well, he's a more serious guy, you know. Oh, you think? Yeah, yeah I've had the, had the pleasure of interviewing. Yeah, a few those, times. those are always super fun. You know, it's just like it's like when you interview someone who's like an intellectual, you know? No, it's not. Because there's plenty of super nice intellectuals and Kareem Abdul Jabbar is not one of those. <laughs> and also he's an amazing writer too. Yeah, he's his, a good writer. The columns that he's written for Time in the last ten years are better than anything he's a full time journalist has written. Super, super talented. But he yeah. is not a nice guy to interview, in my opinion. Oh, I've interviewed him several times. I've never come away saying he wasn't nice. Not I not easy. No, not nice is not the right word. Yeah. But he he doesn't make it easy for you. It's my experience watching him in interviews. He suffers no fools, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like, he, you know, you do not, you have to come in there with your A game, is yeah. my experience. Okay. Let's turn our attention to another A-lister, of course, Rich Ackerman. Coming up after the CBS Sports Update, the three-time All-Pro, the five-time Pro Bowler, outside linebacker for your Pittsburgh Steelers, TJ Watt's going to join us after this CBS Sports Update with Rich Ackerman. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. We are so pleased now to welcome in the three-time All-Pro, the five-time Pro Bowler. Of course, he's here with us on behalf of Invisalign, which we'll get to in just a moment. I wore Invisalign for a long time. TJ Watt is good enough to join the show TJ, thanks so much for the time today. Thank you guys for having me on. Happy to be here. Appreciate it. So, okay, first about your brother, because that video that you and a bunch of other players and coaches in the NFL recorded for him upon his retirement moved him to tears. TJ, did you know that video was going to make him cry when he saw it? (laughs) I don't know. I don't, I, I, 
I know that he's a softy at heart, um, but obviously it's tough to know how his reaction is going to be the day before a game just because you have so much energy built up leading to the game tomorrow. So um, it was a special moment. Definitely brought a tear to my eye to see him move the way that he was, but he deserves he deserves it all. TJ, is he going to be restless in retirement? He seems like a guy who's got to be busy all the time. I don't know. We're going to have to see. I don't, it's been so fresh that I don't even know if he knows what he's going to do. Yeah. So I think we're all just kind of have to stick around and stay tuned. Okay. So JJ is a big softy on the inside. You said that you shed a tear just watching him watch the video. Are you Watts like all really just softies yet? You're so ferocious on the field. I think that, I mean, my dad always told us you have to have an on and off switch to be a, an excellent football player, just so you can be a good person um, as well as in the community and just a person in general. But, um, I mean, I love my brothers. I love my family. So whenever you talk about them, it's definitely a soft spot in my heart. So when all the Watts get together, is there sort of like, you know, what role does everybody play? Is there a guy who's sort of the softest amongst you who gets the most <laughs> emotional? Is there a funny person? It's got to be an instigator. I, I, yeah. There's always an instigator. It's definitely, it's definitely not a sit around cry fest. I think it's just for big. <laughs> I mean, my brother put so much into his, his career. Um, I think he said he, it was like 20 some years of playing football. It's a huge part of it. And when you replay back um, just all the little intricacies of his career, the ups, the downs, the conversations, the motivational talks. The, it's just so much that goes into it um, that when it's all said and done and you're not going to play anymore, it's this, it's a sad it's a sad feeling, but it's also just, just a sense of pride about all the, the impressive career that he's strung together. TJ Watt is our guest, of course. Pittsburgh Steelers uh, do everything, three-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler, we want to get to your season because despite the fact that you missed several games, it was a remarkable year for you. But one other thing, TJ, I was looking on your Instagram recently, and you have this great video from your wedding from last summer. And it's a really quick flash, but there's somebody who looks like a professional football player doing the worm on the dance floor at your <laughs> wedding. Who is this person? My buddy Chikwe. Uh, I, I I have so many good friends, college teammates, high school teammates, obviously NFL teammates as well, um, that we just wanted to have a good time. And I'm glad that I was able to have a couple of them out at my wedding. And uh, I'm glad Chikwe made the video. <laughs> that dude was moving across the floor. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> you know, we're told all the time that football is never about just one guy, but it's really, you know, staggering to see what the Steelers were able to do once you came back from the torn peck. They were one and six when you were out injured, eight and two after your injury. I mean, how do you explain that? I don't know. I don't have to explain it either. I don't. That's just one of those things that I just go to work and try to do the best that I can to be the best player I can be and teammate. And um, it's not always what you can do on the field. It's about how you can try to get men to rally around you and, um, try to spark as much as we possibly can for the defense. And hopefully that gets contagious uh, throughout the team. And um, if you can't, if you're not always playing the best that you want to, which was the case for me this season, it was all about bringing energy and trying to bring as much juice and spark to the team as possible. TJ, you guys came on so strong at the end of the season. I felt if there was two or three more games in the season, then this Steelers team really would have made some noise. Was it frustrating? Do you feel like you guys really kind of figured out the end and maybe it was a little too late? Yeah, that's exactly how I felt too. Um, we we just it was too little, too late, but we were continuing to get better. 
um, each and every week, we're starting to play complementary football with offense, defense, special teams, and um, we're starting to get our stride. Um, but if anything, that shows us that it's possible that we can continue to stay on the rise, as Coach Tomlin always says. And um, it's it's encouraging for this next season. And what did you see uh, as far as rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett's progression as he came on at the end of the season? Yeah, I mean, Kenny, we knew as soon as he stepped in the building, he was going to be a, a good component for us, uh, a good leader. And uh, like I said before, it's just about getting better each and every week. I mean, he put together some awesome drives towards the end of games there, especially down the stretch. And uh, I think he's only going to get better as he gets older. We're talking to TJ Watt. He's the five-time Pro Bowler outside linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's joining us on behalf of Invisalign, which is the presenting sponsor for the NFL Honors this year, which is pretty cool. Is there a point, though, TJ, when you start to trust a rookie quarterback? Like, and what what is that? When is that? When you trust that he's going to be able to lead those game-winning drives? Yeah, I don't know if there's, I mean, the the moment I can really pick out is when we were in Baltimore and um, they were driving and we were probably not even at half field yet and Kenny was taking the offense down the field and we already grabbed our helmets as defense and we were talking about what plays we we're going to run, how we we're going to brush the passer and mm-hmm. we hadn't even crossed. 50 yard line yet we just knew that he was going to drive them down and score a touchdown so I think that's kind of one of the moments that I look back on and say uh Kenny is the guy and um I look forward to playing with him for many years uh, all right so how about on the defensive side of the ball when you're on the field I mean it's a it's a completely as we said a different team uh next year I think there's going to be a real opportunity to improve what what can you guys do better and more consistently next season I mean, we always talk about stopping the run. Uh, we want to get back to just being a, a top five uh, defense in general in every category. And um, it's all about creating those splash plays, as we call them in the building, which are just turnover type plays, whether it's uh, tip balls, overthrows, um, interceptions, uh, forced fumbles, sacks, all that stuff. We just want to continue to grow and um, stuff like that. I mean, we have the nucleus of this defense sticking together. So uh, hopefully that improvement comes. TJ, we'll ask you about Invisalign, as I said, in just one moment. But, of course, you know, Taylor Lewan right now, man, he just, like, cannot mm. stop talking about you. He's a free agent this year. He says he wants to play for the Steelers, but he admitted that you guys have bad blood because he claims he spit on you in a game. I mean, completely crossing the line. Could you ever play with somebody who you have that kind of beef with? Like, could you just all of a sudden now become teammates with somebody with that you have a history with like that? I don't know. I mean, all those front office decisions are mine, so that makes it easy for me. Yeah, um, but I imagine, are you watching this a little bit more closely or not really? Uh, no, I'm, I, I kind of mind my own business this time of year. TJ, we know that Invisalign, the presenting sponsor for the NFL Honors, so do you get a role in the NFL Honors or something like that? No, but I'll be out there. I'll be on Radio Row. I have my partnership with Invisalign. I, I'm a I'm an Invisalign aligner user myself. Uh, I've been using them since this past March. And um, it's one of those things that uh, a lot of guys in the locker room actually use them. And uh, the biggest thing for me was that you don't have those emergency appointments uh, unnecessarily as that come with braces. And uh, it's just so easy with my lifestyle. Uh, I can pop them out, have a meal, uh, toss them back in, and um, my teeth are getting straightened. And uh, I can actually practice with them in as well. So it was kind of a, a win-win situation for me and a no-brainer uh, to work with Invisalign because I'm so happy with the product. I can okay. tell you they work because I used them too. Yeah. TJ, <laughs> my dentist just said to me, two weeks ago, you need to get Invisalign. And I said to him, you know, I'm on the radio. 
Will it get in the way? And he promised me he wouldn't. Can you confirm what, do- <laughs> what Dr. Yao said? Yeah, oh, yes. Confirm. I mean, I never had any problem talking. I never had any problem. It's, it's awesome because if you want to have a snack, you just take them out and have a quick snack on the side. You can hit your mute button there and you can have a snack and toss them right back. <laughs> He's right. never allowed to take breaks, Perloff. TJ, we don't allow him to take breaks. Last one uh, for me is, are you, you know, were you looking at the Lamar Jackson contract situation with Baltimore and thinking, you know what? Maybe it wouldn't be so bad if this guy left the division. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things. You just play whoever's whoever's scheduled. And uh, he's a he's a great competitor. And I'm sure he'll get paid in one way or the other. All right. Uh, last one for me. I'm an Eagles fan, TJ. I just saw Lane Johnson kind of shut down Nick Bosa to some extent. I know you played the Eagles once. I don't know if you played Lane Johnson, but can you tell me uh, – I'm confident that the Eagles O-line really looks like they're ready to go. I don't know how much you've watched these teams, but if you could stop Nick Bosa, you could stop anyone, in my opinion. Do you agree? I mean, I, they've had a great a great season. and I mean, that whole O-line has been together for quite some time, and when your quarterback's playing at the elite level that he is, I think it just makes everyone's job around him a little bit easier, and uh, it's a tough task, but uh, Kansas City has a lot of great weapons as well, so it'll be a good game. T.J. Watt, of course, he's the three-time All-Pro, the five-time Pro Bowler, outside linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers on behalf of Invisalign. T.J., thanks so much for doing this. Hope to talk to you soon. Thank you for having me on, guys. Have a good rest of your day. Okay, you Thank too. Thank you, T.J. All right, so that was T.J. Watt, and I got an update for you on something that we talked about yesterday. Yeah. We were ended up becoming a very heated debate about suits versus sport jackets. Okay. Fox announced that Tom Brady is not going to be part of the Super Bowl coverage. Oh, oh no. We, we don't get to settle our suit versus It's because they told him you have to wear a suit, and he says, heck no, I'm going <laughs> TB12 polo. Do you remember when he wore that crazy suit to the Met Galabar? It was a black suit with these gold chains that come in front. It's yes. his most worst outfit he ever wore. I was hoping <laughs> that he was going to top that, but he definitely would have gone suit. What's he doing? What do you mean he's not going to be part of the coverage? I don't know. I read the story that Fox said they are not planning to have Tom Brady be part They're of the coverage. They're paying $300 million and he's not <laughs> doing the Super Bowl. Well, my question is, do you think he goes right into the booth next year? Because that contract is just feels like it's kind of whenever he's ready for it. So, I don't know, maybe Greg Olson gets another year? But that doesn't feel like the luster, not the luster, but like you wait a year to kind of like, eh. if, he, if he hops right into the booth, there's like some level of like, hey, it's still Tom Brady. He just retired. You know what I do if I were him? I would take that year and I would do f- pretend games. Like I would try to get good at this because you don't want to, no offense to him. He was very gracious to come on our show, but you don't want to be Jason Witten. You don't want to get into the booth and just have no idea what you're doing. And then it's not fun for you and it's not fun for the audience. Uh, I'm not one of those people who really parse the words of the broadcasters. I don't care if I'm Tom Brady, just get in there. Who cares? We <laughs> first of all, everybody job. loved Tony Romo at first, then everyone turned on Tony Romo. As yeah. Romo just acknowledged, just get out there, learn on the job. I like what you said. Romo did one practice game or two, and then it was ready to go. Pretty crazy. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Perloff goes against the gray. Next, Grainers, get ready. He's got a good one for you today. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. 
Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.